Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not as good as you think I am. I mean, I'm Alex. And this week, we're talking about The Godfather Part 2. Am I referencing this movie? I don't know. We we I could have been talking about any movie. You don't you don't know, Tyler. You don't know. Could have been talking. Why, about... why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me like that? You don't you don't know that I'm referring to the Godfather, comma part I I with that. Could have been talking about every movie. I could have been talking about every single movie I've ever seen in my That's life. That's how internet commentary works. You just sort of you you point at something and you say, "Hey, that thing you like," and they're like, "Yeah, I do like that thing." And you're like, "It sucks," and they're like, "Okay, well, uh, I guess I guess uh, that's that's your opinion, man." Like no, it sucks, and it's like oh, well, I mean, I, I'm gonna still like it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're expecting me to, to to think here, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna go yell at somebody else now, and that's the internet. Correct. Truer words. What we're saying spoken. is the Godfather Part Two sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's untrue. Uh, Hold your horses. <laughs> the Godfather Part Two, directed by Francis Ford Coppola from 1974 has a 97% both critic score and audience score mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, <clears throat> which is one percentage point lower than the first movie. <clears throat> which is fascinating. So a, a lot of people call this or refer to this as one of the best sequels of all time, mm-hmm. and if not that, then one of the best movies of all time. And a lot of people say it is the best of this trilogy. Correct. Well. Tyler, do you agree with them? Putting you on the spot. No. Maybe. <laughs> We're going to have to talk this one out. Yes. Um, It's not really what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but I think I was maybe almost too hyped from the first one. Okay. Um, because I just kind of expected more of that. Right. And there is there is a lot of this movie that I genuinely love. Uh and we'll we'll get into that. And I don't know that I have many like <clears throat> man, this specifically is a problem. Um right. But I think a lot of <clears throat> I'm dying. A lot of our issues that or a lot of the things we talk Aren't about Aren't we all? What? Aren't we all? That's true. I think a lot of the uh problems that didn't happen with the first one that we talked about where we were saying <clears throat> oh, and uh, you know, it, for for a movie that was made so long ago, it really does not feel uh, its runtime, and it does not feel right. um, kind of steeped in the era, and it, it feels like a very a very contemporary, um, modern. You know, like it 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 just feels uh, very smart and and modern and up to date. And I don't know. It, in general, neither of us had any issue watching it because we were just immediately it doesn't have any pacing issues yes the the momentum is of it was was excellent um right this one some uh, half the movie uh (laughs) uh runs into some of those problems i'll I'll put it to you this way half the movie is brilliant and then half of the movie is maybe a couple of steps above mediocre and maybe even that's not not giving it enough credit him both of those down. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say brilliant oh might be going God. a little far, but but up just about mediocre is probably going a little far as well. Um, okay. I would I would say, in my opinion, I would say that it's closer than that. But um, do we want to just go ahead and lay out on the table uh, how we feel? Because there may be a lot of people who who are not familiar with this more so than 
you know, a lot of the other movies we watch that are more modern, just like uh, still updated franchises. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like, th- particularly this trilogy, it's one of those things where it's just accepted in culture of like, yeah, all these movies, it's the Godfather. Like, it's, it's so steeped in culture, right. but how many people have actually watched it? Exactly. Especially from our generation, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you got a point. So, do you want to just get into best and worst things? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I do not think this is as good as the first one. I overall, now, that being I think said, I do agree. this is my second time watching the movie. Uh huh. Um. So even still, maybe maybe I'm just dumb. Maybe I haven't completely soaked in its brilliance. <laughs> maybe upon rewatches, maybe I'll I'll learn to love it more. I just could not get into it as much as I, I did the Now, first. when you say second time, the first time you watched it was as part of the big saga thing, right? No, okay. I did not get that far because that thing is way too long. <laughs> so I think I had to explain this. So uh, for people that, that didn't listen to the first episode, at some point my, my father had recorded some special edit of the particularly the first two movies where it edited them in chronological order. Right. So the bits where uh, Robert De Niro is playing a young Vito Corleone, Mm -hmm. that's the first stuff that you see. And then it pretty much plays all that out. Then it plays the first Godfather movie. And then the rest of The Godfather Part 2. I I don't think I got much further than the end of the first Godfather, because it's like eight hours long. And I I believe it was the extended versions of both films, which would explain why it was longer. I'm curious about... About how that I, I at some point I'm gonna have to watch that. It's it, not anytime soon, yeah. I think, because these are a lot, uh, and especially now that I've realized that the second one isn't quite as like, d- you know, just immediately mesmerizing as the first one is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little more hesitant to go back to it, but I definitely will at some point. Um, well, for me, one of the things that it really helped shine a light on was just continuity with locations and stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really nice touch, yeah. like everything in Corleone. Sure. It's the same sets or areas that they used when Al Pacino's over there in the first movie, yeah. and I really, I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Remember, kids, continuity <laughs> used to matter in in film series. True. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, getting just straight into my best thing. Um, my best thing's Robert De Niro. Fair enough. Say that right there. Uh, and I don't even re- I can't put a finger like he's not doing an immediately obvious uh, Vito or I mean Vito immediately obvious Marlon Brando impression um, right it's it's more subtle than that it's 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 unique it's its own thing um, but like his charisma is just immediately off the charts mm-hmm. um and I just want to see more of him. Like, I I don't think we get enough of him in this movie by far. Um, yeah. I I texted you about halfway through, and I was like, I I just want a prequel movie <laughs> with just him. And the reason you, yeah. you mentioned that the uh, the you so so I guess we should go ahead and break down again, kind of what I was saying about how some people may not be familiar. The first Godfather is just focused on Vito Corleone and the rise of Michael Corleone, his son as the godfather we covered that as the, in the last one right. go back and listen to it um this one is focused on uh michael corleone in the the quote-unquote present day it's in the 1950s but in the present day of the franchise um yeah as he's trying to sort of expand the empire and and become his own man and, and pursue his his own 
sort of uh, interests and goals for the the family. Uh, while yeah. we have this sort of B story um, set in the like kind of nineteen seventeen nineteen. I, I th- is it all nineteen seventeen or is it gonna end in like the nineteen twenties? I can't remember. Um, if they ever tell us, it seems based on the. I think it has to get into the twenties, yeah. right? Because it has young Michael. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so that would make sense. Um, and so this this is that story is young Vito Corleone played by Robert De Niro, uh, and he is basically just coming to the new land of of America from Italy and trying to. Uh, yep. basically just find his place in the world and, and develop himself but <sighs> it, it starts with him escaping a, oh, yeah. a gangster in, in Corleone and, and the end of his story is coming back to kill that guy yeah. um, and it's glorious yeah and we'll have to talk we'll, we'll of course break that down a whole lot further but just and it, it's not even like you, there's not a super strong narrative thread there really or anything it's very basic origin story uh, you know, pieces. It's yeah. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, and and maybe I I shouldn't go ahead and talk about this, but I don't feel like Vito really has a character arc. Yeah, like we we don't really get like well Vito he doesn't he doesn't slowly turn to crime. It's just kind of like okay, and, I'm doing crime and that's, now. That has a lot to do, I think, with the overall. My my friend Clemenza wants to go grab a carpet. All right, sounds yeah. good to me. I think that has a lot to do with the overall um, themes of the the film, and I'll get into that and why I do think that there is a lot to love about this, and why, uh, in particular, I think the final scene is uh, really really nails it. And uh, I'll yeah. talk about all that. But 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 do you think that's a problem? That that it, there's not really. I don't really. He doesn't really slowly turn or anything. I don't because, um, and I, and again, we'll we'll break down sort of how that all plays out. Um, yeah. But I feel like, I mean, mainly because of Robert De Niro and how immediately his performance brings the character to life, so that you don't, you're not sitting there trying to like look for signs that this is a real character and that they are showing growth or whatever, because you just you're like, oh yeah, that's that that's young Vito like we you know we don't need to like yeah be sim- really be sympathized or, or well, kind of get to know him I guess you could argue he saw death at an early age and he's kind of used to crime yeah, so I mean, it's, that's it comes naturally just, to him well, or more naturally his confidence uh, immediately is part of his character yeah. almost it's it's the fact that he immediately knows what he wants and how to get it um, and yeah. we see that throughout his his scenes um, but we'll get we'll talk about all that point is his performance is spectacular uh, he won Correct. an Oscar, I believe, for supporting actor. I believe I that sounds right. Um, fully deserved. Wish we had more of him. Uh, As the younger version of a character, I, I find know. that so fascinating. I know. Um, it's, it's... Is this the best prequel movie? By the way, <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> the parts that bother, question. The parts that bother to be a prequel, yes, yes. That's a that's a fascinating question, though. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald and Warner Brothers? I haven't. Neither have I. <laughs> Apparently it's just awful. Anyway, I want to see it. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, so that's my best thing. Um, I think my worst thing is that the... The the modern day story never 
gives us a character to brute for. Yeah. Um, I think that's ultimately the problem I have with it, the reason why it's kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. The part yeah. where I... Well, Michael's just like a super static character because we had his arc in the first movie. Well, I don't think he's he's static. He's very he's Walter White. I mean, it's it's the or Walter White is the he's the proto the prototypical Walter White. Um, I guess, but I I feel at the beginning of the movie he's he, we pretty much just have like yeah he's just a bad guy. But I'm not saying in terms of like we know that he's he's but but the same goes for Walter White. And not to turn this into a Breaking Bad uh, podcast, which we could do. Uh, <laughs> I I'm saying in terms of like the guy who thinks he knows exactly what he needs to do to succeed and um sort of grow his family. It's even about family, uh, two yeah. very different families, but it is about that is his supposed motivation. Um, and the, you know that that's his entire goal is to uh basically run the family with an iron fist and prove that he is you know the 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 man that his father always wanted him to be uh only for it all to to slowly begin to just like completely fall apart around him um and not not even really fall apart but just like he increasingly uh makes decisions that that push him farther and farther into just uh a tyrant um it's yeah. almost pushing him farther and farther into uh everything that that Vito fought to, or like kind of, or every every reason that Vito, um, young Vito kills the uh, mob boss Fenucci, I believe Don Fenucci. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's the same thing of like he clearly has very different principles than his father did, and uh, there there's just everything I I say about this. I will say this: everything I want to say about this, I I want to say more things because this movie does make you think about the characters and the relationships and the the themes and you know what it's trying to say i mean it, there's a lot there there's a lot going on um yeah but yeah basically i feel like we do not sympathize enough with what michael is trying to do and and kind of how his goals are going to help the family that sort of thing it feels like he's just i i think okay i i i think you're you're trying to explain my point a bit better than than how i was trying to explain okay. it just just the lack of of sympathy i guess more so than lack of a character arc yeah yeah um and there's no one else in the like in the original one uh the, the first one we we like everyone um for the most part i feel like we we immediately feel like this is a family that that is full of, of people who love each other and people that you know yeah they, I mean, even even Sonny, yeah. he's he's the worst. But but you know, his, his sister gets beat up. He's gonna he's gonna kick your butt. Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's a passionate family. They've got weird quirks and and characters. Yeah. And and you know, no one you know that everyone's just got this different dynamic. Whereas in this one, when you take out Vito and you take out Sonny, um, you take out Clemenza, it's kind of just which, by the way. Clemenza was originally yes, supposed to be in I this movie. Um, what what's the name of the the guy who's kind of takes his place? Oh, um, Pentangeli. Yes, yeah, the guy who ends up being the witness. Yeah, um, it, it, it's weird how they kind of write Clemenza out of the movie. They're like, oh, he does a heart attack, a horrible heart attack that he had, and then one of the guys off in the corner goes, "That wasn't no heart attack." Yeah. 
I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's just kind of <laughs> weird that we don't see him, but then we get him in the flashbacks as a younger version, and it's it's a little confusing to get straight the first time. Right, right. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, apparently they couldn't get him back over, like, budget yeah, reasons. Yeah, that's, you know, your typical Hollywood thing. Uh, it, it, him and Robert Duvall in the next movie, these people just... <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I should be blaming the studio sure. more so than, than the actors. Uh, but so. speaking of Robert Duvall, uh, I feel like we don't really get that... I feel like Tom Hagen comes across as a really awesome... Um, you know, kind of complex character yeah. in the first one. And he still is. I mean, he's he's the, the secret MVP of that yeah. movie, and I, I still think. And I'm not saying any of these characters are, like, lesser uh, than what they were in yeah. the first one. Uh, that obviously, they still have all that development. But we don't continue to to get reinforcement as to why we like those characters to begin with. They're, they're all just kind mm-hmm. of uh, moping for like a better word. Like they're everyone, everyone's kind of, everyone's just angsty in this movie. Yeah. On a, on a downturn. Um, this is more angsty than Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> no movie can be that angsty. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have enough people to get behind and because of that, we end up again coming back to this movie forty years. When did this movie come out? Seventy four. Yeah, coming back to this movie 44? 54? 44. 44. Right. Uh, <laughs> math. <laughs> uh, coming back to this movie forty four years later, it's you, you realize. Um, I, I think that there is a lot of the maybe older ways of filmmaking where movies typically were a lot slower than they are these days um for better yeah. or worse i mean i'm not i'm not really making a referendum one way or the other i'm just saying that this this movie shows its age a lot more than the first one does um yeah and and specifically in those scenes where it's trying to sort of continue on the narrative from the first one but that narrative isn't really quite as strong um yeah and it just expects you to accept certain plot points as they develop, even though yeah. maybe they aren't necessarily built up well enough, or you know they just kind of come out of nowhere, and it takes you a, a, a little while to get your bearings. Exactly. There's not as much uh, intricacy of the plot and the planning and the payoff. Yeah. Um, and and it's, interesting to note, the I, yeah. I, we talked about the last one, I had to go look this up before we talked about this one. Uh, the first movie is based entirely on a book. So there's a book called right. The Godfather, uh, the guy who... who Mario Puzo's yes. The Godfather. Yes. Um, who also wrote one of the earliest treatments for the Superman movie. Yes. Uh, but he also helped screenplay these as well. So it's, you know, he, yeah. he was helping with them. However... He was the J.K. Rowling of his time, sure, really. Sure, sure. Um, except he didn't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Did he help on Godfather 3? I don't know. <laughs> um... That would even be like well after. I have, I I really would like it if if you watch that movie and you're like this is the best of all three. I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, but no, my so he or the first movie is based on that. The the book apparently also has the backstory of Vito and a lot of the other characters. So some of that gets worked okay. into this one. Uh, but kind of the mo- all the modern day stuff in this is new material. Um, all right. So that kind of, to me, explains a little bit about what's going on and why it's just not as... Um, so what you're telling me is they weren't quite sure where to go with the plot, so they figured, oh, hey, we've got all this backstory. Maybe we can uh, make it a little easier on ourselves. That point of the movie is where I realized... The point where I realized that 
is at least how I was seeing the movie is where I was kind of like I don't think this is quite as good as the first one yeah um we'll have to talk more about that what that with what that means but you have not said your best and worst thing so you, you do that yeah. first <laughs> my best thing is just going to be the final scene and okay. maybe the, the 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 ending overall yeah. um with fredo getting killed and uh the flashback to to the family mm-hmm. when they're all still together before mm-hmm. michael goes off to war and it's just super haunting and and creepy and and especially when everybody goes to say happy birthday yeah. or surprise to Vito off screen because they couldn't get Marlon Brando back, um, but that's so much more. But Michael, that way. oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging the movie yeah. for that. I'm not, I'm not going to deduct said, points because I because I, I he, he wasn't there. I mean, I wouldn't have deducted um, points if he was there, but like it would have been. I'm, I'm so glad that didn't work out because yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Or may, or maybe that was on purpose. I don't know. Uh-huh. J- just knowing Marlon Brando right. as I do, I have a feeling they were like, "We're not getting him back." I, they were um, probably like, "We can kick, kill two birds with one stone here." Let's. The studio heads were like, "But he got shot in the last one," <laughs> and they're like, "Um, all right, I guess we won't bring him back." <laughs> um, but even just the weird things where they have um, who's the other guy? It's it's so the end of the first one, it's either Clemenza or the other guy played by Abe Vigoda who. Uh, they're like, oh, one of Tessio. them is going to betray you. Tessio. Who? Tessio. Yes. He shows up yep. in that, that he brings the scene, cake. but Clemenza doesn't show up. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I didn't even think of that. Just, that's funny. Just having that in the back of my brain was bothering me. I completely but that's, did not even make Once again, not deducting points from the right. movie for that. Um, But just that Michael just sitting there alone while the rest of the families <laughs> in the other room, like, clearly being separated from them and just get you know having this whole movie where he does all these terrible things and be like wow he's he's come a long way yeah well not 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 in a good way either let's get, get your worst thing out and then we i we'll have to break down the final scene in vivid detail because there's a lot to it yeah um i would say just there's no momentum to the the present day plot um so michael and his family get attacked which is a pretty pretty um exciting sequence pretty terrifying uh then immediately you're just like it's hyman roth that's clearly who who went after him they start to do but then they but then but then they tried to throw in this this thing where it's like oh is it pentangeli i don't know i was gonna say and then we and then we lose michael like where his head's at for like half an hour exactly and so that's what I was confused about. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So is Michael... Who does he think did it? I don't know what's happening. Well, well that's what I was going to say, is that I thought going into that... that and that, I think this is what, what they're going for, and there, there's probably people who are experts on this movie that could tell us exactly what's happening with this and probably yeah. you know give us a lot more detail that we just completely missed. But my to me, I thought what the, the, the goal here was, okay, he's going around and he's telling everyone he suspects who like that someone else did it, so that he can try and like figure out how everyone reacts, and he's trying to play everyone against each other to to try and snuff out the the spy, basically. Um, kind of like uh, like a Tyrion situation in Game of yes, Thrones, where exactly. he feeds everyone false information. Exactly. Um, but they don't really because do, eventually he just kind of like finds out that Fredo is the spy in the family, and they do a. a they reveal that Fredo is the traitor twice. Yeah, actually, no, three times. And they they pretty much tell us he's the traitor, bef- like when he's in bed and mm-hmm. he gets the phone call. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're even mildly paying attention, you go, oh oh, that means okay, Fredo's right. Fredo's in on it. 
to some extent. Yeah, it's and then it's strange. And then in Cuba, they reveal it twice, where where Fredo's looking at um, Elias. Is that the guy's name? Ola. I don't know. Johnny Johnny uh, Ola, I think his name is Johnny Ola. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, like they look at each other, and then Michael sees it. And it's like, oh, Michael knows. Yeah. But then there's another scene where Fredo's like, oh. Oh, uh, Hyman Roth and Ola, they right. told me to come here. It's a great thing. And then you see Michael's reaction where he's just like, oh, no, it's Fredo. I'm like, didn't you see? I thought you figured this out 15 minutes ago. I don't know if that's supposed ago. to be what we read from that because he looks to, the, to his bodyguard, and that's when his bodyguard goes to kill Hyman Roth. And that's okay. So I don't, I don't know exactly what we're supposed to I do. think No, I think there's a bit in, in like, because they're watching, like, cabaret dancers yeah. or something like that. Um, There's a bit in the back where Michael's got, like, his his hand over his head like he's like yeah. oh god what do, what do i have to do um i don't know i, don't know. I, I... the doling out of information right. seems strange overall it's overall. it's not it's not nearly as as uh specific as the first one the first one was a very yeah. we've got and it's not the first one didn't have you know a super intricate plot but it was just we've set up these plot lines we set up things that continue to come on and on and on and yeah. just over time everything collides with it with each other it snowballs and eventually we we kind of get the the unraveling of everything by just uh michael cutting the 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 gordian knot so to speak yeah well plus the first one gave us the details like everything that we needed yes with regards to the politics so everything that was going on with the with the five families and why exactly like where the problems were coming in like wanting to get into the drug deal and stuff Mm -hmm. I was still a little confused as to why they were getting involved with the Cuban government other yeah. than political contacts. They, I, don't, I don't feel like they really told us effectively well, why that was so helpful. It seems like part of the idea was to do with the Senate hearings because the senator that they talked to in Cuba is there at the Senate hearings and he makes the big stand for them um, where he makes the big speech talking about how he he loves Italian-Americans. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's that's just more he's he's afraid for his life at that true, point. Um, uh, I I think the idea with him was they were trying to get his influence so they could get their foot in the door with the Cuban government. That's, yeah, and that I was think that was the idea. To me that that seemed to be what yeah. they were going for there, but then they pulled them in against. Oh, the but but that's the thing. A lot of the details go unsaid, and I'm like, can, can you explain it just a little yeah. bit more? Yeah. I need. I some realize context we are here. we are dumb 2018 audience, but. <laughs> uh, and I need everything spelled out for <laughs> me. A little more to go on would be nice. Yeah. And it's just like, well, who are these other guys with with Hyman Roth? Are they just like other gangsters? I. Yeah. And then they end up not mattering. I th- yeah. I thought, I don't know. There were certain elements in play that I felt like should have been bumped up more to the forefront, mm-hmm. and they just weren't. And they were just kind of there. I I wonder. So, kind of going ahead and shifting into more of our actual discussion. If, as yeah. if we hadn't already. Uh, I th- we we already mentioned the fact that this movie is split up between two different plot lines, where you've got the, the present and the, the past. I felt like the past, be like just stopping the present day plot line for you know ten fifteen minute stretches. I think yeah. that really hurts the momentum of the present day one because I think that is oh yeah I well because I, I I personally felt like the transitions is like oh okay like yeah. they didn't seem seamless or like there was a point to it like oh it's like poetry it rhymes there it didn't seem to be like that it was just more all right we told you enough of this story now on to this it's story. almost like the the veto 
stuff should have been a prequel. Um, like mm-hmm. said at the beginning, that, that's a weird way to put it. Should have been a like almost a prologue. I mean, longer than that. But yeah. it, it should, if you're gonna do a weird structure like that, it almost is. Feels like it should have just been you do that first, then you do the 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 Michael stuff second, and that's the bulk of the movie. But then you've got that yeah. first third or whatever that is the veto plot, and then well, I feel like that sets you up to transition well into you know oh here's here's how he built his empire and like all that's and then yeah. you do that and then you, you you bow tie it with the the 1941 um dinner scene yeah well maybe maybe you can explain this is there really a point to having the backstory with with michael's present day like is is there like, i don't think a, a metaphorical or you know some kind of symbolic point to having the two of those stories particularly for this film and that's that's i think part of why my expectations were skewed because you mentioned that these were the two plot lines and my immediate the the way my immediate my brain immediately made sense of that was okay so they're gonna have like similar scenes where it's like michael's trying to take on a a new crime boss and so is young Vito, and they're gonna do something like that i think it's I think it's been described as like, oh, it's kind of you know Vito's rise and Michael's fall, right? In a way, but they they don't really sync up in terms of plot elements or anything like that. Also, Michael wins in the end, like yeah, like he he loses he loses on the family side, but he like in terms of gangster stuff, he wins. I guess I I to me that that is how this movie plays out, and that's. The reason why I think it's important that the, that content is still in the movie is because of that final scene. Because I think that final scene, for me, it saved the movie. I mean, not that I was going to be like, oh, this is the worst movie ever if it didn't have that final scene. But just where we were at, I was like, eh, you know, it's got some really good stuff, but I don't know, you know, I, it's fine. Um, but yeah. that final scene really tied everything together and, and sort of made a few things click for me that I hadn't completely processed um, in terms of what the movie was trying to get at. Uh, and yeah. and the overall idea of just my it, again it's the Walter White thing of like trying so hard to to be the master and hold on to everything and and you know just run your criminal empire with an iron fist uh, only leads to you end up losing anything that's worthwhile and yeah. sort of alienating everybody and end up being a sad old man. Uh, right, that, and that's sort of where it. At least he's got Connie. At least he's got Connie. I'm sure she <laughs> will be fine when she comes back and finds that Fredo is dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> she's she's just beating the crap out of Michael, and she's done. She's like, "All right, anything else you want to tell me?" Yeah, Carlo was on me too. Ah, <laughs> and she like starts throwing chairs at him or something. I don't know. Uh, Adrian, yeah. <laughs> This was still two years before Rocky. I find that fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, um, j- just a little side point. Talia Shire continues to have two modes. Normal talking and then, I'm overdramatic shouting! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not, I- I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about her acting. She seems to be one of those people that goes very quickly to the shouting is drama. Sure. School of acting. There's a, there's a whole essay to be written on acting in the 70s and 80s and like how we we got from there to where we are today where i feel like yeah across the board people are generally much better actors um and harrison ford did it yeah yeah he 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 was the one that transition transitioned us exactly uh 
It's all I, I Star Wars and board, Indiana Jones. Across the board, much better actors. I'm not talking about like, oh, everyone's better than uh, Al Pacino and Marlon Brando now. What are you talking about? But like in terms of the quality of your your average actor, I think it's probably much higher these days, even if you don't have quite as many people who are just, you know, complete. I mean, even then I'd say you probably have more just because there's more it's it's quantity i mean you're yeah. gonna you're gonna the there's a bigger population you're gonna find more people who uh you know are are able to to perform at that level um anyway right yeah the i think we completely got off the the point of the structure or whatever we were talking about what i was saying was that i feel like the structure of the two plot lines sort of directly interferes with each other because every time i was watching young robert de niro i was like all I want to do is continue to watch this plot line. I want the rest of the movie to right. be this because he's so good. Well, and I, he's... I, I almost Ooh, my phone fell. Ah. Sorry, I almost felt like I was getting an education, particularly in the beginning with with all the immigration stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't like boring. I'm watching a documentary in in eighth grade, right? Like education is like, oh, this is uh-huh. this is just really cool. Uh-huh. Exactly, and and of course, once again. Like with the first one, I'm sure this is like a, a super, you know, it, it plays itself as gritty and real, but it's it's probably like a stylized version right. of how things actually went down. But it feels so tangible and real. Yes. Very much so. Once again, I completely bought into the universe. It, it, it There wasn't like a, a weird suspension of disbelief gap. That That is not this movie's problem. Yeah, definitely. Um, it feels like the same world mm-hmm. as the first one. But... That's what I was going to say, and that's why I really need to watch the the combined version at some point, the, the chronological version, just because yeah. I'm very curious about how well the the plot, the, the present-day plot would play if I wasn't constantly kind of having to put that in the back of my mind and, and letting some details seep out uh, before yeah. I have to pull it back to the forefront. Like, I, I imagine that it would all just play a lot better, and it would... The, the continuity of it and keeping track of all the characters and the players and what's going on and why things are happening. I think all of yeah. that would be a lot stronger if I was following that the entire time, like we are in the first one. I, I wonder how much of that is the case or it's just, that's well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a, cause we like movies that have nonlinear storytelling. Yeah. I mean, Batman begins that keeps intercutting between Bruce's training and, and everything that happens with his parents. And that works. Yeah pretty pretty well um i don't know it's just yeah it just kind of halts the movie whenever it switches back and forth and it's it's because it's because of the narratives you're intercutting where both narratives are really i mean the the young Vito narrative i would say is fairly straightforward it's not nearly as uh wide-ranging and sort of complex as the either the first movie or the modern day plot Oh no 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 but, not at all. Um, the modern it's, day it's plot, very easy to follow. Yes, but the modern day plot is the same style as the first movie, and because of that, I I don't think you can break that style break that style of storytelling up because it's just so inten- It's so based on you having momentum and investment in the plot as it as it carries along, and understanding who every single character yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> I I feel like that is a huge part of why neither of us were quite as wowed by this as a lot of people are. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some people who are like immediately thinking, you guys are idiots. It's brilliant because you know, you you do have to get maybe some more watches of it to maybe let everything seep in. 
I'm not saying that's impossible. Um, I'm just saying this this time around, it did not grip me nearly as quickly as the first one. And and I I think it helps that we both absolutely adore the first one because we're yeah. we're not trying to be like oh those old movies they suck now. No no no, we really really like that first one. That's that's we're not trying to like say that that this franchise isn't as good as it was held up to be. We're saying this one is not as good as we thought it was going to be based on the first one. Right. Um, do we want to address the, the K stuff and, and everything with, with yeah. the, the, the children? And so that was interesting in terms of they set that up early on that, that K's still not happy with how he's running Michael's running the Empire. And that Michael's son is just off. Right. For some reason... They never explain that, and I, I I think that's a problem. I mean, basically, she's she mentions that basically he hang, he hangs around with his uh, like every everyone she hangs around with is his like lieutenants. Yeah, or everyone he hangs around with is Michael's she's surrounded lieutenants. by criminals. Yes, and and she says that's basically the main reason it's an issue is because he's friends with all. Uh, he doesn't have normal friends or like a normal child. Yeah. Um, but like he's he's just super quiet. Yeah, it's, and he, it's strange. He, he says like a like I, I thought there was there was supposed to be like oh there's something wrong with him mentally. Yeah, I I, I wasn't really following what that was. Mm-hmm. There there was a disconnect there for me. Yeah, and I I don't know that they play that up quite enough for us to. Because that is clearly once it comes up, once the the case stuff comes up, you realize that that is the point. Of, that was the first point time that it really clicked for me. That I was like, oh, the point of this movie is that we're kind of showing the fall of Michael. Um, yeah. Before that point, it was Michael was in a lot of trade deals. It was kind of like, oh, he's not trade deals. Um, he was in a lot of a lot of these these deals with the you know the gambling and uh, Hyman Roth. He's just kind of keep it keeping on, keeping on. Yeah, and it was on, like, okay, know? he's just continuing to play people. You know, he's trying to figure out who this, this traitor is, everything like that. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a big stretch of the movie where, uh, of the present day plot of the movie, um, where we kind of lose track of the fact. I mean, obviously it's about Fredo betraying him, so that's part of it. But in a lot yeah. of ways, we lose track of the fact that the movie is sort of propelling us to... Michael being uh, increasingly isolated and uh, psychopathic, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, that's I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting uh, element of it is that they set up pretty early on that that Kay's not happy, and I I kind of picked up on that and I was like, okay, I I feel like that's probably we're probably gonna revisit that. Um, yeah, but again, because we generally like all these characters, we we do want them to succeed, and so we're kind of like, okay, well, you know, I hope that we'll we'll get to see Michael figure this out. Um, and you almost want him to convince her to stay uh, when she when she comes back comes to say, hey, I'm I'm leaving with the kids. You almost want yeah. him his his impassioned speech to her to work and be like, oh, you know, he's he's really gonna change. Maybe we maybe Michael can actually change and not be such a terrible person. And then she's like, yeah, I got an abortion. Uh, I don't want you. <laughs> And that is that is a good twist. That is this is this is Satan's work. I'm not bringing another yeah, one of your sons yeah, in this that world. Is, that is like oh, oh no, what did you do? Oh jeez, <laughs> oh no, yeah. Um, and and he loses it as uh-huh, one would expect. Uh-huh. And and can't say you blame her because <laughs> he loses it as one would expect. Yeah. Um. He, 
that 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 whole scene is is pretty well done. I mean, just especially with a lot of the intercutting of the that's that's easily one of the best of the, scenes of in the, the children and everything. Like their their performances, it's all great. Um, oh, even even like, uh, j- just awkwardly, the children are playing outside with their nanny. Or yeah, whatever, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're yelling at each other. It's like uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it's. But I feel like we need more of that because we start off the movie with um, Michael sees his his son drew the painting or the drawing for him. Yeah, and he really likes it, and he, and he genuinely like he's genuinely like, oh, he drew this. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and like, the he goes and stands by the window, and then then Kay's the one who notices. She's like, why are the drapes open? And like, they they get down, and like, it seems like we're setting up for more of a you know he's building his own family, like he's 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 starting the next generation of the Corleone family. Yeah. Um. No, he leaves, and the movie's set in Cuba for the next exactly. two hours. Like, that that stretch really just takes us completely away from... And again, it, it keeps setting up things that I think are going to be really interesting. And they are yeah. ultimately interesting, but not as powerfully so as I thought they were going to be. You know, in terms of setting up the... Like I was saying, that where, where he seems to be setting up a, some intrigue to catch the traitor in his mitts. Uh, that never yeah. really pans out quite in, like, the Pentagli stuff. Um, continues to go on maybe a little bit. How do you say his name? Is it Pentangeli? 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 I don't know. Pentangeli? I don't know. Italian name. He. I'm not Italian. Also, side note what what is the deal with his brother? What are we supposed to get? From I don't him? know. They never say. So, there's something unspoken between them. I, th- I found that to be a problem, too. I was con- very confused because I wasn't sure if we were supposed to understand, okay, they are telling us that they're threatening his brother? Or something? Oh, I don't... I, that's not the reading and I that's got. Not, they don't imply that, really, at all. Um, no. I wasn't sure if they were initially... if they were. The reading I got was they have some unspoken exactly. business, and that's the reason he didn't speak. Even though... What the heck does that have to do with him ratting on Michael? Well, that's what I was going to say is he didn't speak. I mean, unless it's the kind of thing where it's like, I I think the idea is supposed to be that they have not talked in forever, maybe. And like they, they basically because Michael, I get the idea that Michael was doing a favor for him basically by doing this. I'm, I'm that's, that's what I'm getting at is that it, it seems to be that like, because Michael brought his brother over he was like, okay, you did this thing for me. I'm not going to rat you out. Oh, okay. I think that's ultimately what we're supposed to get. I don't know why he... You know you know what would have been nice? You know yeah. Been nice? If they said it in the film... Yeah, that was, that was very confusing to me. Um, because the other read, I was like, okay, well, is it supposed to be that he doesn't want to admit to these things in front of his brother? But then they say his brother doesn't speak English. So it's like, what, what are we... I don't, know what you, I don't know what you want me to get out of that. Um, is it is it A B C A and B <laughs> B and C or all of the above? Yeah, the or not, I, none of the above. I will say the uh, the scene where where Tom goes to meet him and they talk about the fall of the Roman Empire and slitting the wrist and the, oh that scene that brilliant. scene is excellent and and again that scene reinforces the overall feeling of like and, and I think he specifically says man you know that we. Things used to be so good under Vito and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And that entire hammering home of the theme of, of the fall, uh, I think all of that plays really well and, and sets us up really well for the finale. 
I do think yeah. over, overall, if I watch this movie again right now, I'm not going to because it's a very long movie. Um, <laughs> I think overall, if I knew what to expect going into it, like knowing the plot points ahead of time, I think I could probably set my my mindset a lot better in line with what the movie's trying to get at. Um, yeah. And I think that would help a lot. Uh, so that that's why I'm trying not to immediately be like, ah, I don't like it. Um, and I, I, I didn't dislike it by any means when I came out of it, but because again, there are multiple scenes in this movie that are better than most movie, better than a single scene in most movies. It's a weird way to put that. Most movies wish they had a, scene, a single scene as good as like three or four of the scenes in this movie. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, probably more than that. Um, I think the scene where I'm just completely going off off the go rails here. I think the scene where Vito kills Finucci is is maybe. I was going to say the best scene of the trilogy, but I'm not going to go that far. It's it's one of the yeah. best scenes. Yeah, I think the best scene of the trilogy still might be the 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 massacre montage from the end of the first one. <laughs> uh, it's just so good. But also, there are a lot of contenders. Do you think that Hyman Roth kind of has a a super complicated plan that doesn't quite make sense? Yes. Mostly because when they try to kill Pintangeli, they say, oh, this is from Michael Corleone, even though it's not. Um, so it's like, so, did they expect him to survive? Why are they specifically telling they him They seem that? to tell it, because they say that, that Hyman Roth set it up like that. Yeah, they say he set it up because he wanted everyone so to show up for that, that Senate hearing. So he did so that he wouldn't die? So I guess, did he also... That's... S- I feel like there's way too many variables he, there that you could not control. Did he also set up the policeman who comes by to rat them out? Did he also set up Pentangeli's right-hand man to survive as well? Because he gets caught in a shootout and he gets shot, yeah. but he survives. I have um, also, questions. his right-hand man is... um, Who's Rocky's boss in the first couple of Rocky movies? The the, the crime boss who's, who's stealing... Who, you know, he's... He's uh, offering protection. I don't remember. I know who you're talking about. But he's that guy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do know who you're talking Okay. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. I recognized him, but mm-hmm. I couldn't think of what. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't I don't know what they're going for. There's a lot of vagueness with all of that. And, and yeah. also the stuff with the rebels and the fact that the rebels show up and... The way the rebels show up to evac or like kind of whatever happens exactly. Well, I I like that stuff mostly just because I like the back and forth between um, Michael and and Roth. Sure, where, where Michael's like, I'm concerned about the rebels. I don't know if I want to invest in this, I, and then he's just totally right. I'm specifically saying the way the rebellion starts. It's like Michael knows it's coming. That's the way he mm-hmm. plays it. Well, he sees those guys getting shot in the street. That's that's where that's coming from. In, you're talking about when they're on the way and they, he sees the guy. I'm talking about he see he sees the rebels getting shot. I'm talking about yeah. the the rebellion, like the night they leave when when they all have to go freak out and get out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Is there is there a scene where he sees some people sees it happening? No. Are you saying <laughs> it, it seems like he planned his escape? Yes. That that was okay. how I that was my because re- like he seemed to be like watching I I don't know if he, he, maybe he was just like let's have a plane ready anything yeah can I don't happen. know if it's like he planned the escape or he watched 
That didn't and bother saw me. Something. I was just confused by what was happening because, like, that was supposed to. I did. I did like the moment the Cuban president was like, "I'm going to step down. Everybody, stay calm. It's going to be fine." Yeah. Everyone proceeds. to Well, that's kind of what I'm lives. talking about. Is that Michael seems to like. By that point, he seems to know that the that the president's about to be, uh, what you know, forced to resign yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. And I was confused by that. I was confused by what tipped him off to that. Um, yeah. I was also confused by the the entire fact of like. I guess his bodyguard just screwed up. Yeah, he just screwed up. He yeah. was trying to um, smother right. him. He just didn't smother him. Smother Roth in his sleep, but yeah. he got caught and he gets yeah. shot brutally. Oh, yeah, that's great, and it's uh, it's very intense. As are all the deaths in yes. these movies. Um, t- Vito's mother getting blasted at the beginning of this. I was like, oh, oh yeah. god, she goes flying. And I was like, that's that's brutal. Okay, yeah, we're going there. Because yeah. it's like, oh, maybe they're going to like keep her alive or she's going to, you know, dramatically, you know, they'll, they'll shoot her once and she'll fall down. The same thing happens to uh, Vito, Vito's friend that's with him when he – I think they call him Tomasino. I, I don't know why I remember that name. Um, that he, that's with him when he goes to kill the uh, the old um, Don in, in uh, Corleone. Yeah. Uh, he gets like blasted. It looks like he gets shot with just like a shotgun, but he like it looks like he like explodes, and they like yeah. drag his body back. Um, yeah, butt shot the, spread. And that's something I oh, I do want to go ahead and, and stop before we we like say anything else about the plot or anything. Is that the the production value on this is still just as good as not if not better than the first one in terms of uh, the cinematography. Yep. The uh, cinematography I think we both tend to use as just like a big word for directing uh yeah. but it's true the, the direction um the performances in general the well just effects. the fact that they're they're willing to use just very long takes like that's right. that's one of the reasons why i go to the scene where Vito kills finucci because there's just like these long takes where it's like oh he's he's on rooftops and he's just going between uh-huh. buildings and uh-huh. stuff and, and Oh yeah, the, the, the Vito. There's that moment after he kills Finucci where he goes up top and he smashes the gun. That's apart exactly what I was about to say. For some, I don't know why that that is so memorable uh-huh. to me. It just seems very real, and I don't know if it's the sound effects yeah. or what. Yeah. And then he just shoves different pieces down different uh-huh. chimney holes. Uh-huh. It's great, excellent. And then he just like sneaks back down. And he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna sit with my family now. Yeah. Um, so, something I really appreciated about the the veto plotline uh they don't have veto kill don finucci and then it's like ah the 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 new don he shows up and he's uh coming to or or not the new don but the 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 head you know guy the guy who controls all the crime in, in new york whatever he yeah he takes an interest because he killed don finucci he's like you got guts kid all right let's let's get you you got moxie yeah. uh, it's it's almost it's never even really established for sure if anyone finds out that he's the one who killed him um, it yeah. seems to be sort of implied in, in sort of the interactions he has with the, uh, the 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 what's the word landlord the the guy yeah. the the renter. Um, but we never really find out if that's even like used as part of his reputation. It's just like he builds a reputation among the Italian families because we immediately establish very early on that he has a love for uh, Italian blood and like you know making sure that that other italians are cared for and, and and spreading you know and if and if they do him a favor he will return it in kind yeah. uh and and it's it's just and obviously he's very resourceful and he's very creative and, and smart and so over time he just you know is able to build up this this 
slow rapport with everyone in the community because he just lives in an Italian community and everyone begins to be like, hey, we want to get behind this guy. Like, that's a that's such an interesting way to play that. And it works so well. I do, I do love the scene where <laughs> he's got that neighbor that's just like, quick, hide this for me. I'll come back for it later. And he's just this, this bag full of weapons and he's just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, wasn't it, was it not Clemenza? I thought it was Clemenza. Was yeah. it? Okay. I, th- I think that's I how they introduced him. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, that, that would make a lot more yeah. sense. Because uh, I think they have a conversation about it later. And then he's like, I'll get you a carpet. Let's get a <laughs> yeah, carpet. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole scene where they're trying to steal a carpet. I'm like, why a carpet? <laughs> but also, okay. But also, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the, they have the scene with... I mean, j- just everything with them sort of setting up the, the, the oil... Um, tra- the entire scene with him and, and Don Finucci, I should say, um, before he goes and chases after him and kills him. Um, yeah. which for one, another excellent scene where he's just walking along the rooftops and Don Finucci is just like stopping along, interacting with the community. You can tell he's kind of, a, he's kind of a jerk, but everyone's like, ah, yeah, you, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, well, even you've got the weird bit cause I don't, I, I couldn't tell what exactly they were celebrating. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was like, like it's clearly some sort of religious holiday, right. but just the weird intermingling of Jesus imagery. And then they, they've got like dollar bills yeah. plastered all over. Very unique. I'm like, I feel like the movie's not being very subtle about the the weird connection with these characters with religion yep. and money. Sure, sure. <laughs> how um, they how they use religion to kind of uh, disguise their behavior yeah. in order to to just make money. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's a lot you can read into probably. there. Uh, but I was just gonna say the scene that he has with Don Finucci in the cafe where he's like, ah. Yeah. Or he he gives him a uh, hundred bucks and he's like, "Hey, give me a hundred bucks." First, uh, Don Fanucci's actor is great. I don't know who it is, um, but he's he's awesome. Uh, and he's like, he he writes the line between cartoony, yes, like, like being a character and just being that, a farce. Like he rides that fine line. That first conversation perfectly. that he has with Vito and when he just jumps into Vito's car, that's also great. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause, yeah, because he's just very, like, in-your-face aggressive. Well, doesn't he, like... He either squeezes Vito's cheek or he, like, slaps him a yeah. couple times lightly. <laughs> and then he gets out of the car and Vito's just like, What was that? <laughs> I'm gonna kill this man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he Vito gives him... I'm like, you go, Vito. <laughs> I don't care about your son. Let's see you kill people. Vito gives him 100 bucks and is like... And Don Fuji's like, Ah, it's for 600 Um... And he's like, ah, oh, I, I, I get the money later. Uh, you understand, it's hard times. <laughs> That's exactly how he said it. I get the money later, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, I mean, he's purposely, like, doing, like, a, a you know. He, he's playing dumb. Yeah, he's, he's purposely playing dumb, but he's, like, smiling while he's doing it um, because he saw Don Finucci doing it. He's turning up that De Niro charm. Yes, because he saw Finucci doing the same thing to um, the the worker who employed him. Yeah, and so it's this whole thing of him just like completely just calling his bluff and being like, "Yeah, you're not gonna do anything to me." Uh, you know, you, you, I know, I know how you work. Uh, deal with it. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, I like you." And then he gets shot, and it's great. Um, yeah, man, it, it, yeah, that that entire young. Well, I mean. There's all, all sorts of symbolism you can also read into him always being dressed in white. Yep. 
I'm not going to actually say any more on that because I'm not that intelligent. <laughs> but just the irony of of this 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 terrible terrible person always being dressed in mm-hmm. white, trying to act pure for the community, but he's really just a heartless killer. Right. right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of heartless killing, uh, how about how Vito kills? Uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, the guy at the end of I remembered all these other names, but not this guy. Uh, the basically it's it's great because they establish very clearly early on they're like all right uh corleone is run by this crime head um yeah and this guy has driven off Vito's brother who's now living in the hills we never even like get any of that um and and so they take him to Vito or they take Vito to him words Vito t- no they kill his brother that's how it opens Oh, is that what that scene was? I completely missed that. It's the funeral for his dad, and his brother gets killed. Okay, I complete. I guess I completely missed who those characters. And are so, supposed to be. and so, his mother goes to beg for mercy. She's right. like, "He won't try and kill yeah. you later. I promise. Just, just let him yeah. be." Well, well, she. I think I'm she's here. specifically like asking him to like take her in, isn't she? Or like, it, it's basically... no, no, no. She, she's asking for him to spare okay, yeah, Vito. Yeah. That's 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 okay. what she's. Going but either way, yeah. he's like, "No, nah, I don't want to." And then, because he kills her, he comes back twenty years later, or whatever, and yeah. just guts his chest open. It's like okay, <laughs> I love it. Movie's <laughs> very violent. I love it. Remember when people complain about violence these days? Like, there's. It's like. Did, did you watch movies? How many how many years did it take for Wolverine to stab somebody right? I know. We got, we got Robert De Niro stabbing this really, old guy. Really running like, his blade up this guy's it stomach. It really does feel like, like we, right. we had like a 20-year span where we just gave up on, on blood. We were just like, ah, nah. That's too much. Too too reasonable for that. And then we're like, no. We want it all. Logan. <laughs> Deadpool. That's all the examples I have. Pretty good. John Wick, Blade. There's been a lot of that's that's in the middle of that twenty year. Okay, that's fine. Blade. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, it's uh that 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 whole young Vito plotline is it's just wonderful. Again, it's simple. There's not a whole lot to yeah. it, but it's it's just extremely compelling. I guess I guess one thing I wanted to end on was just with regards to the actual like Senate hearing yeah. or whatever. Did it seem weird that there wasn't like and, and maybe this this is actually in the movie's favor because it plays it more realistic. It weird that like Michael never gets up and gives an impassioned speech about how he's not a crook or any anything like that like a like confronting the Senate hearing committee or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it kind of. I felt like that. I felt like that whole Senate section just wasn't dramatic enough. I mean, he kind of does with the the statement he makes. I, I guess he does, but he just like so. But calm I, about I kinda, it. I, I kind of like that because it's almost he's uh, he he almost comes across as nervous, like um, yeah, very very tight. And so it's to me I, the way I read that is okay. He's. Um, He's just generally trying to uh, hold himself together in front of this this large crowd of people, and it's it's weird to see him in this position, in this sort of uh, civilized 
uh, yeah. place of actual law um, and just compare that to the way we see in the rest of the time like that's that's a very interesting yeah. dichotomy um, again great great performance by Al Pacino of course but yeah uh, you, you have a thought <laughs> no I just thought of something like just an interesting side note with regards to the final scene I, I'm, I know I'm jumping all over the place I'm just trying to gather my I mean we've, my we've kind of bounced here. everywhere but I feel like the final scene wraps everything up in a way that we can because we kind of just have, have already addressed that the Cuba stuff is just sort of generally well, confusing well, to us yeah <laughs> and it's just not interesting enough to care um I do like the Fredo stuff. We need to talk about Fredo, by the way, because we haven't really sure. talked about that that much. Um, with regards to the final scene, because Carlo gets introduced there, isn't there a bit where Sonny yells at Connie and he's like, shut up? I think it's the other way around, isn't it? Some, I don't know. Are you talking about in The Godfather or in this one? No, in this one. Isn't there something that kind of sets up, like, almost... Sonny's behavior is what starts Carlo on his road to abusing Connie the way he does. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, that's interesting. Yeah. It's all Sonny's <laughs> fault. A little bit. A little bit. Um, did you want to talk about Fredo and then we can we can just jump right into this that final scene? I know people think I'm not smart, but I'm smart. I can do things. <laughs> I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> so does Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm an inventor. You gotta <laughs> let me invent things. I think your Mark Wahlberg expression impression goes into Joel Schumacher when you start to do that. Now remember, everyone, you're an inventor. You invent things. <laughs> oh Lord. Is it sad that I was almost going to say Batman Forever is better than this movie? It's no, not. That's not even that's close. Totally no, no, no. Just, just as a joke to troll people, purely as a joke. It's... But I couldn't even say it. So moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just like that we it, once again this this movie does it, if nothing else it does a wonderful job keeping continuity. The characters at no point am I going that doesn't seem like something they do right. Like, Fredo is just a complete screw-up, and they, they make that the heart of the movie. Right. And he eventually pays for it <laughs> with his life. Yeah, that entire scene where, where it's like... Again, Michael constantly... This movie is about Michael constantly being like, Okay, are you going to be nice to your family now, Michael? Are you going to do... No, okay. Oh, you're just going to kill him. Okay, that's... All right, yeah. well. Like, that's that's the entire movie is him just... giving Getting a chance at redemption and just immediately be like, No. Take yeah. that away. Well, it's like, just in hindsight, you know, Connie shows up at the end. And she's like, all right, fine, Michael. I, I dumped the last loser. I'm, I'm with the family now. And he's like, good. Now I don't have to kill you, too. <laughs> Fredo's dead, by the way. <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to point out. I thought it was weird that they never really explored the um, Vito's wife at all as a character. Yeah. She's just kind of there. And I thought it would have been a really interesting angle to compare her with Kate. Because we don't actually know how much she knows about Vito and his godfather operations. Right. Like, is she in on it? Or... And it seems pretty it, clear... She, she seems she seems very comfortable with everything. Right. So I, I, 
I just feel like that would have been an interesting well, contrast between her and Kay, and they don't play up on that right, at all. Right, and I, it may just be a thing where there wasn't time for it, but it is interesting that they yeah. don't they don't ever really point out, hey, this is the same person. Like, well, even in the past, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's just sort of like Vito has good woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess is is again very well, and it's it's a really interesting thing because it's very um, Italian. I think in the sense of at least the way the movie is portraying Italian culture and, and sort of the, the, the larger family mafia culture, that sort of thing of, of just like, Oh yeah, it's the same deal as with Michael in the first one where he goes to Corleone and uh, meets basically has this entire marriage to this, this, uh, this uh, European girl uh, before she yeah. gets horribly blown up. And then uh, he comes back and uh, is probably completely ruined for life. Um, right. And it, it's, I think that's that sort of highlights the fact that, Within you know what the, the culture that Vito is trying to build, it's very easy to just be like, oh, we're setting up the, the nice Italian people with each other. Uh, yeah, you know, my children won't marry the nice Italians, and it's like uh, that's that's sort of the expected thing, and that's another aspect of why Michael is always slightly off the beaten path from what his family is doing, and why ultimately he ends up kind of being horrible at running the family. Uh, right. Yeah. I think that's an interesting angle. That's an interesting way to, that they took that, and and just were like, ah, oh, no, yeah, we're not gonna like set up a romance or anything. It's just like, no, he's he has a family. Again, it's fair. Would have been nice to get an entire movie about him. Uh, yeah. I, I would have loved a, an entire Robert De Niro Vito movie that's just young Vito. Um, it'll call be it'll be called The Godfather, Young Vito. I was gonna say, uh, or young Vito, a Godfather go. story. You, that's the that's that's the right one. Not even Vito, a Godfather story. Young it's Vito. young Vito, a Godfather yes. story. Uh, <laughs> what if they had called it Young Han Solo, a Star Wars story? Would your grade have dropped at all? <laughs> or would it, it have, have gone improved? Up. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's written by Ryan Johnson, okay. 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 The the title, not the movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Let's talk about that final scene. Uh, because the up until that point, I was like, all right, <laughs> the present day story is really depressing. We already wrapped up the Young Vito story. I liked it. Everything was fine. Um, they they kind of hammered home some of the themes that I, I wasn't picking up on earlier. But then we get that final scene. And so the final scene is set in, in 1941. And it's about a family yep. uh, dinner for, for v, Vito at his birthday. Um have this this conversation beforehand this great conversation where michael's there sonny's insulting the the soldiers going off to fight for strangers and michael's like oh well i signed up for the war so jokes on you and uh and we michael we get a great line from michael where he's like where where, where sonny's like they're not or your country's not your blood your family's your blood and michael's like i don't see it that way uh and that yeah. sort of is, a, is an insight into everything he feels and of course, we do set up the Carlo and, and uh, Connie relationship. That's kind of a, 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 a I think that's supposed to be like a fun Easter egg type thing, less less so. Yeah. Because the the main point is just Michael being, a, and it's it's that you know the beginning of Michael, the beginning of him taking a different stride, and the fact that like he says, "You guys wanted me to be, go be a student. I don't want to be a student. I want I wanted to, I wanted to sign up from the beginning, and you know I never wanted yeah. to to get out of this." Uh, the the draft. Your father has plans for exactly you. like like you guys did this to me, and so it's the beginning of his entire story 
Whereas yeah. it's also kind of the height of Vito's story, where where this is you know four or five years before the uh, the is is the idea that Michael's getting back from the war uh, at the beginning of the Godfather. Yeah. Okay. Or he's recently yeah, returned. Yeah. And so you know that and and that's another th- an interesting thing you mentioned because you pointed that out on the podcast that we never really get a look at Michael what he went through during World War Two. We don't really know. Yeah, because everyone, everyone refers to him as a war hero, and it's like, well, what, yeah, did, what he did he do? What did he experience? How did it change him? Like, that's such an yeah. interesting black box of just, you know, he... We, we don't know what... We, we only... Did he go off and marry another girl <laughs> who blew up? Uh, we don't know what happens to him before or after that, or in between that point. We, we only know before see, and after. See, Hollywood is never going to remake the Godfather movies. But they will make that prequel movie about <laughs> um, Michael going off to World War II. Young II. Michael in World War II. A Godfather story. <laughs> Produced by Kathleen Kennedy, coming to a theater near you. Correct. Uh, but yeah, it's... <laughs> so it's a, it's the beginning of that, and of course we get the final just haunting shot of him just sitting at the table while everyone yells surprise for Vito. But the fact that Vito is yeah. there, and this is where the, the 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 reason that they have young Vito in the movie at all is where that finally like hit home is like oh that's actually really effective, is that we got to see the rise of of this guy who the, despite the fact that he is a mafia boss or was a mafia a mafia head, um, yeah was overall a pretty well adjusted and generally very likable charming, um, compassionate guy, who who was willing yeah. to stand up for the people he cared about and for the people who who you know. He, he became friends with and the family he made like right we see the rise of the, the this sort of uh heroic rise as as he becomes the the champion of these people and and in that scene he is at you know sort of the height of his of his power like we we've we've got uh all his all his friends are there you know everyone because of the fact that all these people who have just been horribly murdered since that point they're now back yeah uh, and so we're, we're remembering all these people and we're remembering just how much better things were at the start of the godfather and that where that 30 minute scene really really hits home that we get of the 30 minute wedding scene from the beginning of the godfather um right. that entire just sort of like this is how the family is supposed to be run sequence is is excellent comes across super well and and just the the using that as the middle that scene as the middle point after you've got the scene of this is how well Vito did this and this is how poorly Michael is doing and <laughs> and the intersection of those and just how and and then also knowing what's going to happen to Vito and the fact that he's going to watch you know some of his family fall apart he's eventually going going to die before you know he gets a chance to really maybe figure out all his all his plans like yeah um I mean, I guess by the I guess he's fairly peaceful by the time he has the heart attack in The Godfather, but he goes he goes through a lot of strife uh, by the time he gets to that yeah. point. And doesn't Sonny die before he does, or is that am I getting those mixed up? I, yes, he does. He does because uh, Tommy has to give him the news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh, "You had the drink before you came to talk to me. Well, you've had your drink." Yeah. 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 Um, and so, oh, excuse me. Well, you heard your drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's he's been through a lot, and and that's that's my terrible attempt at a moral impression. Uh, and and he's been betrayed by the you know the, the other crime heads and everything. 
um, right. has sort of seen his empire start to, to crumble underneath him a little. And so knowing where, and, and then of course he ultimately does die. And so knowing where, you know, the fact that he will ultimately fall off and his son will continue to sort of plow that into the ground. And then knowing that Michael at that point is sort of an idealistic young guy that's like, yeah, you know, I I I want to go fight for my country. I'm, ex- uh, you know, I, you guys are are. I, I don't want to be a part of this family. I want to I want to be something something greater. And then ultimately, yeah. like coming back and and sort of trying to fit himself back into the family. And, it's and it's almost like the the fact that he resisted his destiny is what really screwed yes. him over in the end. Yeah. Uh, it's all just because you got to think because if, if he didn't go off to the war he he wouldn't have been with Kay because he he probably if he had stayed in the family he would have found like they would have set him someone up. who already knew the family yes. he would have been set up with someone exactly. who would have been much more accepting yeah. of of yeah. what he would yeah. do um ah. and he could have been a lot better like better raised in the family in terms of like yeah, yeah. it's it's all of that just combines so well to be like it's just this this huge tapestry of this you know what does this movie cover is it up to the 60s is that where we're getting it no i think it's still the so 50s, it's the 50s. Like the, so it's but yeah. still it's it has less time jumps i think than the overall, first one it's like a on well, the present day stuff right, anyway right. it's like a 50 year tapestry of this family and this the, yeah. these people who who rise and fall uh with this this massive very sketchy um but empire that's founded on something that's supposed to be pure and and you know have actual kind of compassion and um humanity at the heart of it some kind of empathy for your fellow man or your your fellow italian at least and and that's uh, that scene just like (laughs) i watched that and i was like oh okay that really hit me where I live. And of course, they, they intercut young Michael waving to Corleone as they, they drive away on the train, and, and then Michael's yeah. just sitting on the bench like... What have I done? I don't know. Yeah, like, I... They should have inserted Hayden Christensen going, What have I done? <laughs> Man. Yeah. It's a lot. I concur. <laughs> um, let's let's go ahead and do grades. I think that's that's kind of it. That's I think we've kind of set our our piece on on it. Yeah, I feel like I had another point to make, but I I think that's probably as good a place as I need to let it sit. I I have no idea how to grade this <laughs> because it's like I'm thinking. I'm and thinking I, and about I don't it. know how much to use the how much to grade this based on the fact that it does when you put it in the context of everything we just talked about it does play really well for off of the first one when you when you yes. look at the whole picture um yeah i th- I think it works better as a sequel than it does as a standalone yeah film. I would agree for sure I mean it kind of has to because just some of the references exactly. they make they're not going to make any sense unless you've it's, seen the first one it's a continuation yeah it's part two. It doesn't say the Godfather colon something yeah. or, you know. It's not the Godfather two. It's, no. Yeah. This is the it's second part, part of the story. Um, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I'm going to go B plus. I was kind of thinking that. I feel I feel like that might be, I, I don't know if that's going to upset but people that or not, scene but that's so kind of how I feel. And, the, and that's the thing is that I, I'd say, oh, the final scene saves it. And it's not just 
that final scene is really good in terms of like ah oh, the you know the the interaction and the characters and and what it says about the characters yeah. it's really good. I'm saying the final scene wraps up everything the movie's trying but everything the movie's been right. building towards like it's not even a, yeah. a particularly like explosive finale in terms of the you know that you have the sort of montage with Fredo dying and Hyman Roth getting killed by the reporter um and I think he kills somebody or uh, Frank uh Pentagli Pentagelli uh slitting his wrist um that has a nice warm bath yeah. and he slits uh, his wrist that that that's not like nearly as sort of like cuz the first one as as violent and horrible as it is, you it it is triumphant when when yeah. you know he goes on this killing spree, basically. Uh, especially it's with a little satisfying. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's cathartic. Um, whereas this one is more. I mean, it, depressing. Yeah, just overall, like it's it's a lot more like oh god, what are what have you done? Uh, what are the consequences of everything you've you've decided to do here? And, right. I feel like the, the choosing to end on such a quiet, powerful scene is it. It wraps everything up so much better than I expected it to. Like at that point, and I was kind of like, okay, well, I guess that's about it. And then I was like, oh, I get this. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. Yeah. I see a lot more about what you're trying to do here, and I I do think I'm gonna have to watch this again at some point in the relatively near future, uh, just yeah. just so that I can try to digest a lot more of that i still think a lot of the cuba stuff is not going to come across super well because i think that that's a lot of i almost want to say filler um the movie's too long the movie's too long (laughs) yeah this one feels bloated in a way that the first one didn't like the first one felt like it needed that runtime this Uh... one didn't (laughs) i'm going b plus i think it's really just try and at least flesh out some of the details of what's going on in the Cuba stuff and just get us more into Michael's head as things are happening. Um, and I think the movie could be great for me. It's not, it's, it's just, it's just shy of getting into that a range for me and B plus. I'd like to remind everyone is still a very, very positive review. So, I'm going with my gut feeling. My gut feeling I, is B plus. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with A minus based on how the film hit me. Um, okay. Kind of talking about that final scene and the fact that that did come across really well. I genuinely love all the young Vito stuff. Uh, there is a lot of great stuff in the movie itself. Like there, there's enough there that I I very much enjoy and understand why people think this is an absolute classic and why it is an absolute classic. I should say. Um, but like, I mean, the movie was made forty years ago. Yeah, it's not gonna not gonna hold up always to to modern. The the movie that I was uh, first of all, I mentioned this movie last week for I think completely different reasons, um, and I realized what I was making a mistake there on. But I was gonna say the movie um, that that this reminds me a lot of in in the way that the fi- the finale sort of like ch- changes everything for me uh, is Blade Runner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a much lower scale, I would not give Blade Runner an A-, a minus. I'm not gonna lie. Um, like I want to give it go that high. Um, I don't know if I'd even give it something in the B range. Yeah. It, it would be a B minus at best. The the well, so the original Blade Runner, I I understand again why that was such a like groundbreaking uh, film when it came out. Just because the plot's dull and Deckard's an uninteresting right. character, but the, it's all about it's it's. <laughs> this is going to sound like every other uh, Ridley Scott movie, but it's all about the atmosphere and the direction and the uh, 
uh, the effects and just the overall... But it doesn't have the script to back exactly. it up. Uh, however, Tears and Rain may be the best monologue in cinematic history. Like, And it wasn't in the script. Yeah, like, it's... My point it is... It just comes out, and the entire... The, and obviously we're not going to talk about Blade Runner unless they make Blade Runner 2099 or whatever, but they're... I want another Blade Runner movie. Sure. We we can make it on a slightly smaller budget. It doesn't have to be about a revolution uh, like like twenty forty nine seemed to be hinting uh, at. Um, but it'd be a little smaller. Sure, sure. I was gonna say, or we could have it be just as big because I don't care. <laughs> Warner Brothers, keep spending your as money as long as the speakers at least spend it on continue good things. to blow out blow out the uh, the speakers in our uh, or as long as the, the the volume continues to blow out the speakers in our uh, local town that we watched the that movie at. Because it yes. was almost distracting and kind of terrifying. Because the speakers it were was just glorious. Uh, I was like, Hans Zimmer, <laughs> you continue to destroy the sound system. Uh, but yeah, Blade Runner. Um, the 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 final scene in that. I like twenty forty nine. The more I watch it, the final scene of Blade Runner nineteen eighty two is just like that that monologue i mean it it doesn't come out of nowhere but it sort of comes out of nowhere and it's just like the performance and the the writing is just like oh well it's because at that moment you realize oh crap he should have been the main character (laughs) well true um but yeah that it's the same idea of like and in that movie i don't think that final scene wraps up enough of the the actual movie and into it but same idea here. No, because then Harrison Force is like, "Hey, Sean Young, let's leave." <laughs> I don't, I don't like Hyper. Same idea here with this one, where I was kind of like, "I'm not sure how I feel," but then I want that final scene hit, and I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm back on board." I get it now. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Also, I, last last podcast, I for some reason I was thinking Blade Runner came out in 1975 because I was thinking that was like one of the first blockbuster type things. I was thinking of Jaws, so that. Just, just to explain why I was, I knew that I knew that like there was a big blockbuster that came out in 1975, which is a really interesting like. Did so. Jaws was obviously like the first quote unquote blockbuster. Yes, but I've never really thought about the fact, and it's especially weird having watched these movies and knowing that how much of a far cry they are from the franchises we have today. It's weird thinking about the fact that Godfather and Rocky. I feel like in a lot of ways were sort of the precursors to a lot of the franchises we talk about in the modern day. Well, I feel like we're leaving out two big ones that we're either never going to get to or we just don't care about, and that would be Planet of the Apes and Star Trek. True. I feel like those are just big gaping holes. When in, did the first in, Star in Trek your, movie come out? That was the 60s, wasn't it? Context. No, 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 no. The first Star Trek movie was like 79. Oh, okay. It was, it was shortly after Star Wars. Interesting. But it had been in development before Star Wars. Interesting. Because they were planning on a movie, then it converted into a TV show, and then I think they changed it back into a movie. Huh. Okay. We were back and forth. No, no. Was Planet of the Apes really that, that big? When did that come out? 68 was the first one. Wow. They had five movies. Five Between movies. When? Uh, live, uh, after that, they were made one every year. Oh, for five oh. years. Um, huh. So they had five movies. They had a TV show, live action TV show. I think they had an animated series. 
Like, it yeah. was... There were <laughs> multimedia franchise. You're going to have to go there at some point. Think about it. I don't want to watch the Tim Burton yeah, one. That's fine. It's so terrible. I feel like we've watched enough. And we and it would just give us an opportunity to rag on Tim Burton more, and I don't want to do I feel do like that. we've watched enough supposed uh, franchise killer horrible movies that make it so hard to watch through a franchise that we end up being like, eh, whatever. It's It terrible. has one of the worst, most baffling endings of all time. That sounds even better. <laughs> of all time. I don't understand. I'm getting less... I hate that I'm movie. I'm getting less excited... Or... I'm getting more and more frustrated with the movies that are just happy to be bad. If you're going to be bad, be bad. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to suck. I want you to try so hard, and fall so hard. I'm. 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 I'm okay with anything at this point. We're doing Twilight in like a month. You can deal with one bad movie from Tim Burton. Yeah, I already did. It was called Batman Returns. <laughs> That too. <laughs> well, plus the the sequels they get cheaper and cheaper because oh, Fox kept cutting their budgets. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, it's interesting like to watch price cutting or price price hiking to see how far they can push people. This that's amazing. Yep. Whereas whereas well, nowadays Fox was you in get a franchise dire financial straits. Nowadays you get a franchise that, time. that like they start off with a. Uh, you know, oh, we'll give you like a hundred million, and then it's like, oh, that blew up two hundred fifty million. Oh, everything, make us all the money. Makes like four hundred million. Yeah. And they're like, oh crap. All right, we'll give you three hundred <laughs> million for the next one, but that's it. Four four hundred million. It's a flop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I gave a positive review to the movie. Don't be too upset. <laughs> but the first one's better. Anyways, Tyler, go ahead and sign us off. Uh, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. And you can find us on uh, YouTube and iTunes at herecomethesequels. You just go search Here Come the Sequels. I also forgot our email. That's Here Come the Sequels at gmail.com. Post a comment if you would like to tell us how wrong we are about The Godfather Part 2. Are, are there Godfather, like, rabid fans out there? I'm sure there are. are, are is, if this is the first movie that gets people to be like, hey, we're going to yell at you now, then, then sure, I, I want that. I want people to yell at us because that means that people are listening. We gave positive reviews to The Last Jedi. If that didn't, that didn't break them, nothing will. <laughs> See, now we've, we've, we've angered the Godfather fans who found us because we were reviewing The Godfather. And it's going to turn out that those fans also, because they are so stuck in the 70s, uh, they also hate yeah. uh, any Star Wars movies after Star Wars. And so then they're going to go back and they're going to yell at us for all our opinions about, you know, The Last Jedi being maybe not the worst thing in the world. Or Force Awakens being maybe not the worst thing in the world. Or Rogue One maybe not being the worst thing in the world. Or maybe even Solo not being the worst thing in the world. Fun fact. I was, I was with some of my relatives for a get-together. And, and I was talking to one of them. And, and she said, oh, I saw that Solo movie. It was, it was pretty bad. It was... You know, it looked it looked like it like it looked old or whatever. What? And she started complaining about how she she started complaining about how it looked, and she was like, "Oh, it just looked kind of old and dated." And I and I was just like, "Oh, 
You mean like the original Star Wars movie that it's directly <laughs> connected with? My favorite thing is... Her criticism made no sense My favorite thing is interacting with people who like... And I don't I don't really feel like cynical about things like that. Like it's like it, most people don't care that much about movies. It's like they go to a movie and be like, "Hey, did I enjoy that movie?" No, I didn't really enjoy that movie. Or yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Like it's it's not no you can't expect people They don't get they don't get so passionate. You can't about expect it. people to make their lives about movies. Um if just because you like movies. Um but that that happens to be a lot too where it'll be like, you know, I I make a podcast about movies and talk about movies a lot. I may not have I I don't know that I am at all that good at judging movies but i judge movies based on how i feel about them and i talk about them a lot and we we spend a lot of time discussing them and so when i hear people be like man i hated that star wars movie or whatever you know they whatever the topical thing of the day to talk about is i'm just kind of like yeah "Yeah." oh blade runner 2049 was boring (laughs) oh okay (laughs) no um i got a lot out of it but okay (laughs) that's nice but it's it's like yeah when people say stuff like that, you're just like, I, I want to talk to you about. Oh, the things. worst, the worst feeling is when when I'm like sitting in a restaurant or whatever, and I hear two people uh-huh. behind me, and they start discussing movies. And what they're saying is like I completely d- disagree with, <laughs> or even sometimes it's just factually incorrect. <laughs> that drives me so it's, nuts, it's like... and I I just have to keep telling myself it doesn't yeah. matter. It's movies. They're not involved in your life. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the kind of thing where it's just like y- you want to to be like, hey, let's talk about that. But it's also like, if I spent here trying to give you or sat here trying to give you my thirty minute nuanced opinion of Star Wars: The Last Jedi, neither of us are going to come. You think I was crazy? Neither of us are going to wrong. come away with this like like feeling satisfied. It's like, oh, that was a good discussion. It's going to be like, okay, I oh, thanks, crazy yeah, weirdo. Like, now I'm going to leave. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a big fan of of the the uh, the general, you know, and I I think nerd nerd quote unquote culture, for one, it's spilled out to where it's not so much nerd culture anymore, and now it's just kind of pop culture. It's yeah. culture. <laughs> um, but but two, I think that 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 mindset of like ah the normies yada yada, you know that I think that's that's very silly because you're expecting people to care about the things that you don't care about and hey it's okay for people to have different opinions and if you're you know a, a nerd or someone who talks a lot about these things you should probably understand that because you probably talk a lot about it, your opinions so yeah that was a weird rant to get on at the end of the godfather part two yeah <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> Because, you know, right. I know that every time I go home for Thanksgiving, my relatives are like, man, hate The Godfather Part 2. And you're like, ending's pretty good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, like, how about Robert week... De Niro's mustache? Am I right? Oh, he's, he's still talking. Next week, we'll be wrapping up The Godfather trilogy with The Godfather, comma, Part I, I, I. Oh, they went for the eyes again. Correct. Thank you for listening. Art is subjective. Nothing is real. Correct. <laughs>